0: Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. Sometimes, though, they don't. Although I think this week they did. (laughs) Uh, I am joined, I'm Nick Jenkins, first of all, but I am joined by three of my friends. Uh, Introduce yourselves, Rachel, start with you.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel Calderon Navarro.
2: I...
0: A person. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're right here in front You're of us. Your
2: defining feature. You're corporeal. Yeah. Person. I think
3: Rachel, I think person. Yeah. <laughs> uh Nicole? Uh
2: my name is Nicole Sweeney, and I am also a person.
3: It's Matt. I'm Matthew Gatos. Am I a person? <laughs> Spooky
0: Stay Halloween tuned times. to find <laughs> out. <laughs> and this week we were forced to watch, by me, we were forced to watch <laughs> the seminal bad film Troll 2. Now we had watched Troll 1 and now we're going to talk about how Troll 2 doesn't have very much to do with Troll 1. It
2: it does in that I spent the whole time watching both movies thinking, why is this happening? <laughs> so in that way... That's the through line. In, in that way, they are related. This is the
0: first group screening we'd done. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because Nicole ended up sort of curled up into the fetal position <laughs> on the couch about midway through the movie and I kept thinking, oh, there's so much left of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Just let it be there over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to get things started today, we're going to try a new thing. We're going to try a 67 plot dump uh, to try to just burn through this plot as quickly as possible. Ooh. So there's a challenge now, and if 60 seconds ends up being too long, then we're gonna go shorter. So okay. we shall see what happens. And because he was the first person to do a plot synopsis on Real bad with Troll One, Matthew Gatos. Oh, you I was get like, was that me? Yeah,
1: was <laughs> 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 it? Didn't remember. I was like, yes, it wasn't me for one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know.
0: I don't Matthew know Gatos gets the honor. Right. of Ooh. explaining of the plot now. of Troll Two. I'm going to start the counter in three, two.
3: One go. All right, so a family wants to go on a trip, and they're doing some sort of house swap thing, and they're going to a place called Nilbog, which, spoiler, is goblin backwards. When they get there, uh, the town is infested with a bunch of goblin people who are also vegetarians, because vegetarians are bad, and uh, they want to feed their veggies and snacks to people so that the people's bodies will be pure, and then they can eat the people. Um, And along the way, there's some romantic hijinks with a couple of teenagers, that don't really make a lot of sense, Um, and his friends get turned into plants, and other friends get turned into popcorn, and (laughs) at the end of the day, uh, the kid kind of is the only good person in this whole movie, because he's the one who figures everything out, and his parents are real dumb, and I think that's about it. They get
0: away. Do they live, yeah. Yeah, they get away from the goblins. (laughs) Excellent. There. Well done. Five Five seconds seconds remain. Oh, man. What What is my alert? <laughs> BB8? It's BB8. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Stop. Good. I'm done. That's stop. good.
2: I enjoy that. That's a good uh, challenge. Yeah,
0: I like that too. My so heart we don't was have another whole l- time. long
2: kiss goodnight situation. I yeah. will fail every time. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> to be clear, this was Matt's suggestion, and was I was an like, idea. I love this idea. This yeah. is great. Um, okay, very good. Thank you. I so- think I hit the points. I think you yes. did. Uh, there's some other stuff that we'll cover, but I mean that's the, that's the general plot. and it's a weird, weird plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think to get us started here, I need to go back in time and give us a bit of history and the yeah, history of know how. This movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, how, not necessarily how why, this movie, but how this how movie. How this movie. Yeah. So, to do that, we need to go back and talk a little bit about Italian exploitation films.
2: Well, how are we defining an exploitation film here?
0: So, an exploitation film I'm going to define as something that uses either horror or sex or um, some sort of genre specific thing to excess as a way to exploit that thing and get people in the door. Like
3: usually lots of violence, uh, yes. very
0: gory, very bloody, mm-hmm. okay. like, or like, a oh, lot you of like nudity. action and,
3: like, violence, nudity? Here is all of it
0: for 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and Italian cinema was really good at that and, and created some wonderful works of art like Suspiria out of it. So Dario Argento was kind of a part of that, although he would probably defi- be defined more as a classic horror auteur. So uh, a lot of this was happening, and Italian film producers weren't the only ones doing it you also had the Philippines uh, where they were doing a lot of this uh, but what it what Italy and the Philippines especially had in common was what they called uh, mockbusters and these were films that were sold to be as close to an I don't want to say an actual film because they were still films, but um, they would have posters that really looked an awful lot like The Terminator or so something were they like, like the that.
3: Asylum productions of their day, very
0: similar, yeah, very okay. much like the Asylum productions. The asylum, the people that do Sharknado, and they okay. did a War of the Worlds thing that came to video as soon as yeah. Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds came out. Once
3: they started doing like Sharknado, they really like took off and started actually doing some more original stuff. Yeah, uh, but when they before like you would go to like Blockbuster or wherever and snakes on a plane would be in theaters at the time and you would go to Blockbuster and see snakes on a train on the (laughs) shelf and you'd be like well that's almost the same movie I should rent that and so they let like they did a lot of that of like trying to trick you into thinking you were renting the same movie okay yes like they would have like transmorphers Mm -hmm. on shelves like when Transformers
0: was out in theaters, uh-huh. yeah. So very rushed productions, uh, trying to capitalize on something. So a couple of the the more legendary ones were like The Last Shark, which is basically a remake, note for note, of Jaws. <laughs> uh, Raiders of Atlantis, which is weird, but it is a it's kind of a Mad Max thing, but they use the title to make you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah, of that's course. What I thought of. Um, but then they started doing something even weirder, which is unauthorized sequels. So they started doing sequel sequels in name to things that they did not own the rights to. Because it's very difficult. You can't copyright a title. Mm-hmm. That's a, a big thing. Now, you can be sued, and they were sued a couple of times. <laughs> um, and there are a couple of films you can't find right now because they were successfully sued. Okay. But generally, you can't copyright Star Wars a t- 2 didn't come out. Well, yeah. <laughs> but see, Star Wars Lucas trademarked that. Ah, smart guy. So, yeah, he, so you couldn't, you couldn't make Star Wars. Right. (laughs) But there's, you know, there's Turkish Captain America, there's, you know, there's all kinds of, you had things like Terminator 2. (laughs) They made Terminator 2? They made Terminator 2. (laughs)
3: Uh, Right.
0: Also known as Shocking Dark. Um, (laughs) House 4, also known as Ghost House. Um, Occasionally, you know, they would get shut down, but normally this just sort of all went, this is just how they made money. This brings us to Filmy Rage. Filmy Rage is the production house that made Troll 2 and a bunch of other films, I think, uh, their version of Terminator 2 as well. It was founded by Joe D'Amato and Claudio Fragasso. Claudio Fragasso, also known as Drake Floyd, who All right. directed Troll 2. Now, <laughs> Claudio started out his filmmaking life, uh, co-writing with Rosella Drudy. They were a writing team, and then he would direct what she had written, but they started out both as just co-writers mm-hmm. working for D'Amato. And they made the Terminator 2 thing. They made, uh, let's see if I get these are some great titles. Zombie 3, which had nothing to do with Zombie 1 or Zombie 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Shocking Dark, which we talked about. The Other Hell. <laughs> Hell of the Living Dead, Emmanuel Escapes from Hell, Lots of hell. Lots Rats, of hell. Night of Terror,
2: <laughs> In Hell,
0: <laughs> and True Story of the Nun of Manza. I kind of want to see that <laughs> yeah, one. I, say. I don't know what that one's about. His directing debut, Claudio's directing debut, was 1984's Monster Dog with Alice Cooper. Monster who starred, Dog, these are all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where uh, Alice Cooper played a rock star werewolf. Okay. All so. right.
2: All right. I'm in.
0: Um, <laughs> I was really Next week just on like... Real Bad. <laughs> Monster <laughs> yeah. Dog. Monster Dog. <laughs> exactly. He had been working for Filmy Rage and then finally got his opportunity to direct. Uh, he finished directing Zombie 3 where uh, great zombie filmmaker Lucio Fulci was supposed to be making it. He took ill and uh, he was replaced by Claudio Fergasso. And then got real mad about it, tried to get his name taken off of it and, and everything because he didn't feel like Claudio was a good director. <laughs> would imagine I mean Uh yeah like that body of work who could say that (laughs) Um, and then was given uh, the opportunity to do Troll 2 Troll 2 would be shot in the states but Troll 2 would be directed by Claudio who did not really speak English and an entirely Italian crew so right (gasps) suddenly it's becoming clear no (laughs) no Um, oh no This movie could have been so good <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we get to talk about how we could fix this oh, mm. I'm interested to hear what everybody mm. has to say yeah. So, Claudio goes in, he hires a bunch of non-actors His budget was only $200,000 At least it's estimated at $200,000 So, not a In $91 or now
2: dollars? $90 Okay, or
0: 90 whatever Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well I guess $89, okay. really But that feels like too much Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <Yeah. laughs> I think this film looks like a movie. Like it's just—it sure. looks like a no, cheap yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah,
2: you're right. But it—it it, yes.
0: Like I was more shocked at what Manos cost. Yes, Manos looks like it cost five dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one, like it's all properly exposed. You know, it's right, all yeah pretty okay There are actually some interesting moments of lighting in this film. Uh, the the issue here, I think, is a language barrier. I think that is the big one. But he went out and he cast all non-actors as far as the main.
2: How did people. he cast them?
0: So there was Just a, said, hey, you, yeah. want to be in a movie? <laughs> yeah. Except in Italian. I don't, I, I don't speak <laughs> well, Italian. He not said, But,
2: but uh, he said it in Italian and people were like, wow. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> I'm
0: going to follow that man. <laughs> um, that's there, how w- cults
2: happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: pretty much. Uh, there was a, I believe it was a, a, a classified ad. For looking for actors, and so most of the, you know, the people that wanted to get into acting just sort of showed up based on that. So let's talk a little bit about the cast. We have Michael Stevenson, who played Joshua, the little boy. Mm-hmm. George Hardy, who we'll talk a lot about, who played Michael, the dad. Margot Prey, Diana, the mom. Connie McFarland, Holly, the daughter. Robert Ormsby, Grandpa. Deborah Reed, Credence, Lenore Gilgood, the Goblin Queen. Oh, I was like, did she have a name? She did, she said it like two or three times and every time I was like, what? I feel like I remember her saying Credence now. Yeah, and then uh, Darren Ewing is the only one of the the teenage guys I'm gonna mention because he's Arnold because he has the best line in cinema history which is, oh my god.
3: <laughs> and
0: they're eating her. <laughs> And then they're going to eat me. <laughs> yep,
3: absolutely wonderful. I think those are the only moments of Troll Two I had ever seen. But yeah, because before seeing this they're movie memes. with you guys, like the yeah. oh my god is a meme that yeah. came from this. So mm. I had no context. I thought he was a much bigger character in the movie yeah. <laughs> based on those memes. <laughs> Turns um, out,
0: Robert Ormsby, who played the grandpa, would go on to do a little bit of acting here and there, but not not too much. Um, Margot Prey, the mom. Ended up n- not really doing anything after this. Uh, Connie McFarland, who played the daughter, Rachel, you've seen the documentary Best Worst Movie, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sure you can talk about this too, but she was the one who felt, I think, probably the most stung by this movie in that she kept, she wanted to go to auditions, but she wanted to somehow remove Troll 2 from her mm-hmm. resume. Oh. But then people would go, I know you from somewhere. You were in troll, too, weren't you? And then she always felt like she didn't get jobs because of that. I might also put it out there that of anyone in this movie, she might she have been the worst, the worst actor
1: she was definitely so
3: the worst.
2: i.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Like that may her be performance also she did the is jobs.
2: is very bad, but I also like I'm reluctant to attribute that to her ability to act. I, like, yeah,
3: when you have a director who doesn't speak English and right. the writing is not in English,
2: the, everything is bad. Yeah, like, what was she? Yeah. What could she have done? Yeah. There? Part of the problem
0: I, is I think she was written the worst. Right, maybe. like
2: right that like her her opening. Like bit of dialogue. <laughs> that whole conversation in her bedroom is like with her boyfriend. Yes, yes. is this a, like absurd roller coaster of well, because, like yeah. like she's her like initial. it initially seems, I don't know like, like she's, like, you shouldn't be in here. And then, oh, by the way, we're just gonna have sex and like, and the, and like, come away with my family. Like the like, yeah. Weird. There was no clear through line of like, here's like what you want in this scene. Here's like who you are as a person. It was just yeah. this absurd collection of like, here are things that it might be neat f- to have a teenage
3: girl say. <laughs> I don't know. Plus, I thought she was being sarcastic at some points because yeah. of her performance and what it seemed like at the beginning seemed like, okay, so she doesn't want him in her room, and she, like, thinks it's crazy that he would want to come along on their family vacation. And so she, he's like, well, have your like, tell your parents I'm going to come with. And she's like, yeah, like, I can do, like, I will do that. And I'm like, oh, so she's being sarcastic. And she's like, I'll go tell my dad right now that I'm going to, you're going to come with. And then, like, she keeps saying that a few more times, and you're like, oh, she's, Actually, going to tell her parents she's bringing her boyfriend, but her tone sounds like she's not. Uh-huh.
1: I was uh-huh. like, "Those are really understanding parents." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mom would never let <laughs> no.
3: my high school boyfriend also, go on a family vacation. Notice, just like, oh yeah, he's
0: coming along and
2: because he just snuck into my bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they waited
0: an hour and a half for him. Yeah? They yeah, left an hour and oh, a yeah. half late yeah. because they were waiting for.
3: So know. they are very understanding parents because yeah. not only are they like totally cool with that, but then they also do wait an hour and a half for this guy they call like a good for nothing or whatever. Good for nothing. Yeah. That, good like, for nothing. They yeah. hate him apparently, but they're willing to wait long. I, if I was that dad, I would wait like a half hour and be like, clearly he's not coming. But they yeah. waited an additional hour on top of that half hour and was like, yeah. I guess he's really not coming. <laughs> we should leave.
0: Yeah, well. This brings up an interesting point to me, which is that we're talking about non-actors here, um, and you—if you are a good director who knows how to work with non-actors and knows how to cast non-actors—that's another thing that's very important. You can get marvelous performances and really um, deep character studies with non-actors, uh, it's it's very different than working with trained actors, but it's still very rewarding and it can be um, really spectacular. There's a great film called George Washington um, that uses a lot of non-actors for its lead roles and the type of sort of electric performances you can get from people who do not have training to fall back on in any way is really cool. Now, this is an example, a, cl- a very clear, obvious example of what happens when you're working with non-actors and don't know what to do with them. And you're just sort of letting them go Mm -hmm. and you don't speak the language. So you can't even tell when inflection is off. Right. You can't. One of the classic things you learn uh, as a director is when an actor is delivering a line and an emphasis is off, then the first thing you'll attempt to do when you're a young director And by young, I mean inexperienced, is you'll do a line read where you'll say, no, 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 it's like this. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: But the actual question you need to be asking is, "Okay, clearly this actor doesn't understand the line. So let's ask the actor, what does that line mean to you? And then they get explaining. It's a conversation. And then they figure it out that way. So they still have agency Mm -hmm. in the part. And when you have a, a complete language separation that was what happened on Troll 2, you're never going to have those conversations. Even if you were working with a trained actor, unless you're working with somebody that's like spectacularly talented at doing stuff like that, like someone like George Clooney, who can just, they can make any line sound honest cool. and truthful. <laughs> well, cool too. But yeah, like. Cool. Yeah. But
1: Most important aspect. Yes. <laughs> well, I
0: picture George Clooney. I picture cool. Cool. <laughs> so that was the thing. They used something called pigeon English. And I... I did a little research on it. I'm still not quite sure exactly what it means, but basically it's like colloquialisms from both languages coming together. Mm-hmm. So Nicole, do you know I mean yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> um so it they would basically like, you know, they would look at a scene and he would probably say something what's Italian for faster? Uh eh, Pronto. Me. Pronto. Okay. So they would probably say something like, Hey, faster, pronto. And then that would be so that way the crew and the actors would know something is supposed to go faster, <laughs> I think, is how this... Everything goes faster now. Yeah, which is very similar to how George Lucas directs. <laughs> faster. More Be faster. intense. Yeah. Uh, so there were a lot of things that led to this just, fall, just being a complete disaster. And I think the actors are the people who really suffer here. Like, more so than... Maybe not Manos. <laughs> but I yeah. feel like it's harder to watch for me because... They, they have so much to say. There's so much dialogue. And all of the dialogue is horribly written. Uh-huh. Um, the actors would try to tell the writer um, and director, "Well, why don't I alter this? Especially the daughter. She tried to say them a few times like, okay, a teenager wouldn't say this. The writer and uh, director would get really upset and say, I know how teenagers speak. Of course. And this is, so you're going to say it this way. <laughs> so they tried. Mm-hmm. They did try to fix their... Own me- like They did. And if you're a non-actor and you haven't worked in this before, you wouldn't have the ability to go. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You would say, well, this person's made films, yeah. so they obviously know what's going on. So maybe this is going to look great when it all comes together.
2: Yeah. yeah. Which is also like to the a point Matt made in I don't, one of the other manos probably uh, about like that sort of thing of like being on set, like, they have no idea, like, what the sort of end thing is going to be. Like, these actors, it's right. just, like, you're here, like, they're you're part of, like, this production process, but, like, that's so, so removed from what is ultimately going to be the finished product that you just, you, you have no idea. You, you and, can't And that's know. with,
3: like, every film right. ever. But that's especially always. when Manos and Troll 2, where it's, like, non-actors in Troll 2 who just wanted to show up and have a good time. And then none of them expected to be leads either, right? And then <laughs> in Manos, where it's like a community theater group, just being like, okay, well, let's make a movie, fine. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah. And before this discussion, I was telling Nick that I felt worse about for the people like who were making Manos, uh, that like I felt bad for them that they had to be in that movie and like they had to go through that experience. But after hearing more about Troll Two and like th- putting myself in that position. That sounds god-awful. Like, having yeah. to be living through that for a couple of weeks of, like, trying to fight to make it better and being told, no, like, it must be worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, whereas, like, Manos, it just seemed like people were kind of going with the flow and maybe weren't even speaking up and being, like, trying to do it. They were just like, oh, okay, that's what you want? Sure. And just yeah.
0: acted it.
2: Well, and especially in this situation where, where you have that the language gap, like, and you just can't, like... Can't communicate, and there's yeah. just yeah,
0: right. There's like no platform for an argument. Uh huh. Like you can't even get into that. But yeah, it, it's it's a really weird thing. Um, but okay. So aside from production stuff, this is the last bit of info that I have, and then we can maybe get a little bit deeper in here. But it was shot under the title Goblin. It makes Z- sense. Goblins, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but makes a lot of sense. In yes. should
2: have been called Goblins.
0: Yeah. It should have. But instead of calling it Goblins, they did the whole fake sequel thing because they were afraid that just the title Goblins couldn't get in any distribution. So Filmy Rage decided, okay, we're going to call this Troll 2 because there's some similarities. Which actually watching it this time, I was more keyed into the fact that, oh, there are some similarities. Okay,
2: but like, (laughs) was Troll... Was the first one like wildly successful? Yeah.
0: No. Like, wh- Was okay. It? I, I get Terminator 2. Yeah. But so like wh- Troll Two, they're like, "Aha! I gotta get some of that he... troll money." Yeah,
2: yeah. We're gonna really uh, pull people in.
0: I think. I think there is. <laughs> there's a little bit of. You can't go too big. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you need yeah. to be like so, they know this movie. Uh-huh. There could very well be a sequel for it. Uh huh. As opposed to. Like, even, I mean, Terminator was sort of a smash hit, but Terminator 2 had not come out. T2. The actual T2 had not come out. So it hadn't become the franchise yet. Right. But even that, like... It's like like if someone tried to make, like, a Harry Potter 8 now, you'd be like, hey, come on. exactly.
3: I know that's not real. (laughs) But if someone was, like, making, like, a Birdemic 2, I'd be like... they have.
0: Well see exactly I didn't even know it existed so someone could tell me they're making it and I'd be like all right that makes sense yeah. and I think yeah. that I don't have any inside information I just I think that's probably okay. where it comes from okay. is the idea like with house house is a really fun 80s horror movie that also speaks about uh, PTSD mm. it's like it's not a great movie but it's a good movie it's a good horror movie um with Does some... not star Hugh Laurie. No. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's all I'm picturing when you uh-huh. say house. When you say
2: house, that's
0: like, the only thing. The point. horror movie yeah. where people get mystery diseases and the <laughs> main man has to figure them out or they die. I mean, that's pretty much how I watched House the Show. So this is a <laughs> horror show. Um, but House Two comes out, it's more of a comedy and it doesn't do as well. And at that point you can say, Yeah, we made House Three because house 1 and house 2 didn't really have anything to do with each other so yeah. and the same thing here with troll it's like yeah troll it was mildly successful it made more money you know it made more than it spent people didn't really hate it it was just sort of a you know as a, a horror movie that people have heard of and you see it on the shelf when you go to video stores that's another thing mm. that's big about this sort of you know mockbuster thing is you go in and you, the days of video stores where right, you could look right. across you know things and say i recognize that right so so yeah, there's, there's also there.
2: you're creating sort of like a you know just because everything's alphabetized too there's like the like a bigger sort of chunk right if there's like trolls 1 through yeah. 7 like that's taking up like a big chunk of real estate right uh, yeah. i feel like
3: i remember that even like going to video stores as a kid where you'd see just like a shelf long of movies that you've never heard of but there's 12 of them <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, and you're like uh, witchcraft uh, is one of them yeah it's just like that thing like you see them and you don't know like when you're younger if like, oh was that fifth one made by the same guy who made the second one right and if people are like doing that sort of thing like and you're like, oh, let's have a scary movie night with friends for Halloween. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. let's get Troll One and Two. Like, right. you're, you could easily watch those back to back and assume they were made by the same production yeah. company. You could, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I think there are some like similar
0: plot things that loosely tie it together. I I wouldn't think. Well, it depends on my age, but I guess I wouldn't think that they were made by the same company. I, but I don't know. Maybe I think if you were like twelve, yeah, going in the video you store, may be right about that, yeah. I,
2: Knowing a lot less about movies than you do, I would not question that it was the same. I'd be like, okay, well, because even the costumes—this was, a, this was the... a weird and and I don't under—I don't understand why you made this choice with your sequel. <laughs> but sure, yeah. I feel they like... lost half their budget for the second sequel.
3: But yet they spent all of the money on more troll costumes. Uh. <laughs> The worst. The
2: worst. Oh,
3: that one. There's one mask in particular. It doesn't look
2: like it's on a person. Like, it looks like it's on a stick. Yeah, yeah, but,
3: like, the eyes are just wide open the entire time. Uh Like, some of them are, like, mysterious, like, blackened out eyes. You don't see anything in there, and you can kind of – those are creepier. That that one that I think first shows up when Joshua is having, uh, like, a nightmare in the van – and mm-hmm. is picturing his family as goblins, uh-huh, and his uh-huh. sister is this one mask that is just wide open eyes, kind of like yep. an owl goblin, and just because they're rubber mask, the expression does never like never changes. Uh-huh. And then later on, that mask comes back, and you just see her like her. I don't know why I assumed it was because I think they show the old lady is also that mask and the sister, but they show that mask running around, and it's the goofiest looking thing yes. because it never. Looks creepy. It no. never <laughs> looks no. like it
0: has any sort of expression. And it's just. It's, I, bad. Been, it's I just it's yeah, bad. Yeah. I think I would have been more impressed with the creatures if they just put burlap sacks over their heads. Yeah, at like, least you'd have been like, oh, what's what are under they, there? What's under
2: what's there? there?
0: Yes. Yeah. And then I had a few glimpses of like the maybe creepy close ups yeah. or the oozing faces or something. Yeah. But, uh, but we can get into that later. So mm. that's pretty much all the background
1: uh-huh.
0: I have on it. Uh, I got to admit, I kind of love this movie. <laughs> I kind of love that it exists. Right.
1: I, I am going to say that if you were to put this one in th- the same pool as Troll 1, I almost feel like this one might be more successful of a movie than Troll 1 just because, like, it feels like a movie and and like it has a straightforward story it's just that it suffers from like bad acting and bad like puppets and like <laughs> the story yeah. is much more cohesive than yeah. the, the troll. Yeah. story and it's
3: like shot and like obviously their actors are not directed well but like the movie itself is structured in a way that mm-hmm. it, like the editing is decent the shots are decent like the the you can tell that they are capable of making a movie. Yeah. As opposed to some of the other things we watch, even like Troll 1, where it felt like very disconnected and hard to follow.
1: Yeah, and you understand what's going on in the sense that, like, in Troll 1, there's just one scene that explained why the troll was being a bad guy. And mm-hmm. this one, like, you are uh, the old dead grandpa uh, tells <laughs> you in the very beginning uh, the story of the trolls. So you are already given the origin story for the story of this movie. Yeah.
3: I did forget to mention old dead grandpa in my 60-second yes, plot, plot synopsis that old dead oh, grandpa yeah. Seth helps out along the way mm-hmm. and just appears in visions to young Joshua.
2: Yeah, they're and not really visions, right? Like, yeah, she's...
3: it's him coming
0: back from not-hell. Yeah. Um, to help is, out. That is I think, and this is a weird movie. Like this is a weird mm-hmm. it, it's very there are very bizarre choices yes. that are made in this. For some reason, I think the grandpa coming back is the weirdest.
2: Yeah,
1: like,
0: yeah. Do you is, mean like at the end coming back? No, or just like, the whole in general, yeah. oh it it's a little strange just
3: because like I got at the beginning a little bit because it kind of starts off in like this ripoff of Princess Bride. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um Not kinda. Yeah. Well, yeah, like a straight up rip off off of Princess Bride. This was like three years after, two years probably after Princess Bride came out, they made this movie. Mm -hmm. And it starts off exactly like Princess Bride where he's like telling a story and Mm -hmm. then it's revealed. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's this. I've boy. never
1: seen Princess Bride. What? Oh my gosh.
0: You <laughs> so would love Princess yeah. Bride. We yeah. should. You, you me, personal. and Sam should get together and watch Hocus Pocus <gasps> for me. and oh. Princess Bride! Oh my
2: this God is the God.
3: yeah. We oh are invited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I just invited ourselves because that is
3: a great. Uh, back to back.
2: What a good movie night!
3: Yeah, no, like Princess Bride isn't just like a good '80s movie. It is a good
0: movie. No, it's a great film. That is a that is a great. There's some good puppets Heartwarming.
2: Guys, let's just go
3: watch Princess <laughs> Pride instead. Um,
2: I'm done with Troll 2.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it opens. Is it's like the same, like, sorry to spoil that yeah, part of Princess like, Pride uh, for you. Spoiler. But it is literally uh, the 30 first. 30 years
1: later, come on. <laughs> it is
3: literally the first, like, two minutes of both movies uh, are very similar of, like, a grandpa telling... His grandson's story. But now story. Rachel's
2: gonna watch it and be like, mm, uh, they stole this <laughs> from
3: "Troll 2. Oh, this grandpa's not even a ghost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that
3: we know about. Yeah, that's true. We don't ever see him be a ghost. Princess but... Bride too.
0: Grandpa's a ghost. <laughs> Call up this production company. We can make Princess Bride too. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we could do that. But yeah, the grandpa thing is—it's—it's it's, that to me is the most bizarre because it doesn't factor into anything else in terms of the lore, like at all.
2: Yeah, it has. It's the least it, like. This story is more cohesive than Troll One. And, like that is probably the least cohesive part, but it's also I don't know. Like it's it is it's the least cohesive, but it's also a, uh, it's a useful plot yep. device. Right, I think that's why it's
3: in there yeah, it's, it's like in they're there. like shit how do we get them out of this
2: right it's for, for all these sort of little moments of like they had sort of like a clear story but there's places where it's like I you know I don't know dead grandpa
3: yeah so how does <laughs> so how does the little boy get away from the goblins in the end well let's see his grandpa's going to bring him a backpack and tell him, don't lose this backpack. You need this backpack. There's something very important in this backpack. Here's this sorting hat backpack. <laughs> so at the end, he's surrounded by goblins, reaches into this backpack, and pulls out a double-stuffed bologna sandwich. double Yeah, double-decker bologna sandwich, which is maybe an entire thing of bologna, like 20 slices of bologna deep. Yes. Just 20 slices of bologna, two slices of bread. That's a sandwich he takes a bite of it and because of this his body is no longer pure of like he doesn't have veggies in him he just has He's a got gross, gross meat gross
2: meat which and we heard too they really drove that home uh shortly before that with their their sermon that the mm-hmm. trolls the, <laughs> yeah. the goblins was just about how impure humans are with their meat yeah <laughs> yeah and i th- and
1: i think that that's like the one of the reasons why I kind of like this movie because it like throws in those weird scenes that don't make sense up until they do make yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> and and then I'm like, oh well, that scene was good then. <laughs> like like it, it, I
0: stand corrected. Yeah, yeah,
1: it like builds the character of the town, mm-hmm. uh, and and it gives a purpose to the plot and like some there are some really bad movies out there that don't do that, that don't think about those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a very bizarre thing because they're so badly acted and, and so badly directed in terms of actors and Mm -hmm. blocking and things like that. And so poorly conceived in terms of a a scene and what the scene should be and how it should, I'm thinking mostly of like, okay, we need the, the son to get caught. In this church, mm-hmm. so we're just going to have him like purposefully put his skateboard right next to a big hole <laughs> that is clearly leaning on a board that he's gonna lean on. Like, you the, the filmmakers knew that you needed a scene that, that we needed to put our character into peril right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they didn't know how to do it right like right. they didn't know how to write that so they still put a scene in there but it's just so b- badly conceived that it doesn't that it's laughable right. you're just like right. what in the fuck? yeah why would you there's so many other ways that you could get that done but i think coming from an exploitation background and b-movie background these guys were like, no, we just got to get it filmed. We just got to get it filmed. Mm-hmm. We just got to make it. Mm-hmm. And- but
1: also on top of that, like, this skateboard doesn't come out of nowhere. Like, one of the <laughs> one of the scenes, like, when he's first in his room, you see yeah, the skateboard sitting true. right next to his bed. So it's not like the skateboard is just, like, some thing that he brought. Uh, to his vacation like
3: i would ag- i would agree with that but there's also you never once see him ride it right well until y- he rides t- until
2: he rides it. It. he rides it to the he rides it over to
3: yeah yeah yeah. but like before that like he they show up downtown and he just has it with him
2: and that yes that and was that's when it appears weird.
3: out of nowhere like yes. you do see it earlier than that so it is, a, it is around but like they just show up randomly downtown and They don't show them driving downtown. They don't show them walking. Like, you don't really understand what's happening. They just, like, the dad and the son show up and they have a skateboard in hand.
1: Yeah, but, like, how... Would you really just like film them driving to downtown? We already know they're going downtown to go get food.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this is the thing. Like, there are there are films, especially from the eighties when skateboarding was huge, um, <laughs> that yeah, your main character you see them on a skateboard or mm-hmm. you see them on their bicycle, and that bicycle becomes part of their character as they go mm-hmm. and they do things. This film doesn't do that. It he thinks was kind it. of a Bart Simpson.
1: I was going to say he's yeah. Bart Simpson. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Bart Scampson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the sequel, Simpsons 2. Oh, it could have been, yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> the live action
0: Simpsons movie, oh, Troll 2. Oh, uh, there's a, there's a, a film critic who commented about this. I think the quote is, "This many B-movies look like they were made by people who are not filmmakers. This looks like a movie who was made. Looks like a movie that was made by filmmakers, but the filmmakers suffered a head injury. Like <laughs> oh. it's like wow. that is.
2: Oh dear. And
0: yeah. I, as 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 kind of cruel as that is, yeah. I, I've, it kind of goes in with what Rachel's saying and what I'm saying that they know how a film is supposed to work, but they aren't capable of getting it there. Yeah. From 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 the in, inception of the whole idea. To down to little things like performance like it's it's like we have an idea for a scene that like, yeah, you should at this point in the script have a scene where this where, you know, the character ends up in trouble or the character is rescued or, you know, it looks like the the, everything is bad for our character, but they don't know how to get them there. Mm -hmm. So they do they have grandpa.
3: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. show up to randomly be like, you have
0: to do this, yeah, Joshua. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's a very weird thing. But at that same time, I love that it exists because I can watch that and go, yeah, that is where that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But not like this.
3: <laughs> I feel like that about the the boyfriend and his friends. <laughs> yes. Like, they're very much useless. Oh, yeah. To any of the plot. Like, they, sh- they all show up in this RV. To invade the vacation, and they like one by one get picked off.
2: Yeah, that's they exist to be sacrificed so that the family can still win. We, right. So that we can see the like the villainy of the monsters. Exactly. But the family can still win in the end. And that's what right. i those saying. So things. in the sense, though, they are they are useful. They do have a purpose.
1: Right, right, right. But that's what I'm
3: saying. It's much like uh, these other devices that they've employed in the movie, like the grandpa and these kind of things, where it's like, all right, we need a way to show that these goblins are bad. How do we do it? let's have this group of friends show up to ruin the vacation but never actually really involve themselves in the vacation right. they, 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 they just show for, up to get picked off
2: for stri- for strictly plot service reasons yes. not they don't they don't exist for like intern like their own like internal yeah. reasons they're kind of like
3: the early people in the horror movies yeah. who get yeah. picked off and you're like oh this is a bad person like they can do bad things <laughs> yes. yeah. my main character is in trouble mm-hmm. and that's this is like you see a guy get turned into plants you see uh, another guy <coughs> What happens to the second guy? I can't, I'm trying to remember now.
0: Well, he gets, uh, he gets taken to the bed and fed the other guy in a milkshake. That is correct. But I don't know what happens to him after that. No. Do yeah. they show it? I don't, I don't remember Because so. there was four guys
2: I think we just assume, Right yeah, And the
0: boyfriend, boyfriend survives Boyfriend survives Four guys counting the boyfriend Yeah
2: yeah
3: uh, There's Popcorn Man We
1: can safely assume That Popcorn Man is okay I think he's okay Yeah Because
2: <laughs>
3: uh, Popcorn Man We keep referring to Is the one who like He just hangs out in the trailer The whole time Yep And then the main He sex
1: With the troll queen Yeah and then... Who
3: shows up to seduce him With an ear of corn
0: Oh my God! My that... favorite
2: thing in the just tuck the ear of corn into the dress. Yeah. yeah, that's I like. Possibly, I like very seriously considered making that my new Halloween. Dress.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but then they start making out with an ear of corn between their mouths, <laughs> and like, cause he says. She says something about popcorn. He's like, We don't have any popcorn. And She's, like, she
2: something about, she's talking about corn, and he's like, Oh, I love popcorn. Yeah. Just like, But she, she says corn, yeah. not popcorn. Yeah. He's but just she very says, dumb. Then she's going to add some heat.
3: Yeah. And so they start making out <laughs> with the ear of corn between their mouths.
2: The most unsexy makeout scene I have <laughs> ever seen. But then popcorn
3: starts appearing. <laughs> and the only time we see him again is later on. He is buried up to his face in popcorn, just saying, no more popcorn.
1: <laughs> oh, that popcorn in his mouth grossed me out so Yeah. <laughs> when well, he's like spitting it out a little yeah. bit.
3: <laughs> no more popcorn. Ooh. But we have I, to assume he's alive. Yeah. Right? I don't because think...
2: she freaked out. Because, yeah. yeah, cuz then cause that's like her they they do the thing with the stone and her magic is like weakened or whatever and she, she, has she to runs leave. away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so presumably he lives.
0: But what was the end But game? why him? Also, like why <laughs> it, did he get out of this? Like that it was very odd. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I kept thinking he was going to be like the one to survive and all the
3: family was going to die. Oh, man. Because he was just hanging out in the trailer, not even leaving. Like his one friend was like, I'm going to go running or whatever. And he like goes running and then has maybe the worst experience of the whole movie besides maybe Plant Man. Yeah. But like the running friend, I felt like was dying the longest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like everyone else's seemed like a pretty quick turnaround from like you ate the food. Now you're a plant. Now we're going to eat you. Uh-huh. That dude was sweating green for like an hour. Well, yeah. and then he
0: wasn't. And then yeah. he was again.
3: Yeah. But he seemed to be in pain and stumbling around and not in good shape for yeah. the entire movie.
2: Yeah. He I felt bad, bad for him. I, I would have really enjoyed it if, yes, if Popcorn Man were the only one to survive. If the actual moral of the story is... Just stay in the RV, kids. Just stay in the RV and and have sex. Yeah,
3: just have sex with, like, an ear of corn between your mouth.
2: Stay in the RV and have sex with random women that you find in the woods. It's fine.
3: I mean, it's worked for me. So, funny enough, Nick hates popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) So gross.
1: I think this movie is definitely, like, one of those movies where, like, if you – Take one little Jenga cube out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It all collapses. It all
1: collapses because it's just barely, barely, barely holding up. I would say the popcorn scene is probably the most... uh, a Unnecessary scene, just because like nothing
2: comes of it, right?
1: Yeah, right. Uh, and it you, leads to nothing,
0: the, and it goes the one, nowhere. If
2: you were yeah. if you were playing Jenga with this, that's the cube you'd go for. Is the popcorn scene? Well,
3: you could still keep the tower up if you yeah, pull that. Yeah, 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 you yeah. can you can keep
1: t- the tower up. It would be more like, why is Grandpa alive? Or not alive, but like, why is Grandpa a ghost? And then, yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that yeah. one. Oh, no, Structural integrity, us. not, yeah. not yeah. great, not great. Yeah, um, oh, this is a this is a hell of a movie to witness. I first saw it on HBO. What it was My on HBO, H-B- like in I don't want to say the middle of the night, but it was late. i say like, it should be this late. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you or your parents paid premium. Paid I know to be able to watch this movie. What the fuck? But HBO? this is what? one of the
0: first experiences I ever had with like, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> this isn't like because I had grown up with a video store, so I had uh-huh. seen bad B movies before. I had never seen anything with the acting level like this, but to also look like a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the thing when I was a kid, when I saw it, I was like, what is this? And then I saw, you know how the guide, you have the guide that pops up, um, and everything to let you know what you're watching? Yeah. yes. And so, sometimes that's wrong, and it said Troll 2, but I had seen Troll. Oh. And I was like, this this must be wrong because (laughs) this has nothing to do with troll. Uh Where's Harry Potter? Yeah. Like like absolutely, it was absolutely weird to see it. And then I kind of got, I kind of forgot about it for a while. Um, But it was one of those that like, I know HBO does this in Showtime, all the premium channels do. There's like when they first get a a title of anything, they show it every night Mm -hmm. or something. And so it kept coming on and I was kind of like, And it was just this weird experience of watching a movie. But I'm curious, like, Rachel, you had seen it before.
1: I did. And I kind of saw it a while, a long time ago, like maybe six years ago or something like that. So there are some scenes that I didn't remember. And I, like, I remember being like whoa this is a bad movie but like the second time around being like oh it's i guess it's all right i mean i've seen maybe because when i first saw it i wasn't so delved into bad movie dumb Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of thing so i feel like i've seen so many other like bad movies like movies where i get angry about yeah like legend or superman versus batman or <laughs> batman versus superman whichever. either one yeah. yeah like those are angry bad movies mm. uh, but this was just like that's eh, a bad movie but you know i kind of enjoyed myself because it was funny
2: and it followed a story straight through
0: like the scene where he pees on the food. I'm sorry, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, you know, piss yeah. on hospitality. No, I
2: think that might have been the point at which I curled into the position. Like, it
0: Like, <laughs> no. it was
2: funny in two
1: different ways. Like, yeah. it was funny because it was bad. Yes. And then it was funny because, like, there's just wacky things that went on.
2: It, I This is, I think, part of, uh, like, I don't know. I I, I, I am not on the, the B-movie train. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, because for me, that, like, it's funny because it's bad. Like I do not have that experience. Mm. Like Sam and Matt were like making all sorts of jokes as we were watching it, and I was like that. Like this isn't fun for me in that way. Like <laughs> this, like this to me is just like it's bad. And I, I kept thinking about um, uh, something that Sarah Miesmer said on one of the epi- one of the I episodes was that she was on, um, but about how like she tries to get herself. Into the mind of like the, the filmmakers and like trying to understand why they made these decisions and like I, I could I couldn't <laughs> like I do I don't right. understand and and so for me like that like oh haha there like in the same way that I don't enjoy like uh, like fail videos like like you know just people fucking up like that's not funny to me it's just like upsetting and kind of sad and I don't like it in the same way that like like. I like Batman v Superman, like that to me is like the kind that's the kind of bad movie that like I'm interested in because like there's enough there there that like I can sort of walk through like, ah, you made X, Y, and Z bad decisions. I get the like why you made those bad decisions. Here's what you should have done instead. But like with this it's just like this is just bad. And like, you didn't really know what you were doing. And I'm like, just like sad and annoyed. <laughs> and you, I'm watching you. Did you ever watch mystery science theater? I did not.
0: I share clips with her.
2: I've seen, yes, I've seen I, clips. I share
0: a lot of clips of mystery science theater with Nicole and I'm always disappointed because I'm like, this is not for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
3: that's the th- I am right there with you, Nicole. On uh, <laughs> that and the mystery science theater thing, I don't get it. Yeah, I I don't. I just it nothing about it hits me in the way that I feel like it's supposed to hit me. Like yeah. I watch it and I just don't understand what I'm supposed to be laughing at or I, what is. No,
2: I get it. Like yeah. I, I, it's just it's just not for me. It's, it's yeah, it feels I, very
3: much not for me. Yeah. But I also like er, like Rachel you were saying that like I've seen some bad movies in my life and like I grew up uh kind of similar like to Nick where with like video store access my mom worked at a video store and so I was just able to, to grab everything off the shelf that I wanted to
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I would watch movies like Silent Night Deadly Night and The Dentist and these horrible Oh, Corbin h- Burnson these horrible horror movies that like have no redeeming qualities really <laughs> that like I would not choose to watch today. I would not put them on this podcast because I don't want my friends to have to watch these things. <laughs> but when I was like 10 and had access to these VHS tapes, I would just watch them by myself at night and like that I would enjoy them or at least experience them. And I think that kind of calloused me to what bad movies were mm-hmm, and yeah. I had heard about Troll 2 for so long that I had built it up as like, oh, God, it must really be terrible, like, the worst movie of all time kind of, like, thing. It had a whole documentary about how bad it is mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and so I was really prepared to sit and like, when I watched Troll for this podcast, I watched some scenes on one and a half speed because I had to get through it. Uh-huh. Manos, I didn't do that somehow. But I was alone. I don't, how did you I not do know. that? If you had to do it on troll, I don't know. I think I was like, I have to make it through this. I have to <laughs> like submit to it. Um, and so I watched Manos alone in my apartment, like on my couch, just like doing essentially what this is Nicole the was most doing depressing of like viewing the of a movie, fetal position, like cringing, like let it be over, <laughs> it's
2: like the, like having like a physical reaction.
3: Yes. that's the thing. But <laughs> so I do wonder because this was the first time we did a group screening mm-hmm. uh, of one of the bad movies. Because we were able to watch it, and like you said, me and Sam were able to like crack jokes and uh, were, like able to talk about it as it's happening a little bit, I wonder if that helped my enjoyment of it. Because I watched it going, all right, this is bad, but it's not that bad. And I don't know if I would have had the same reaction if I had watched it alone at home on my couch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have been able to laugh at it quite as much uh-huh. if I didn't know other people were going to be laughing at the same moments as
0: well. Well, I think also it, you need to keep in mind – well, I'm sure you did, but you need to keep in mind that Manos and Troll are two very different movies and two very different experiences. Yeah. Troll tr- Troll Two doesn't really take itself seriously. Like, I mean it it, it does on some level, but uh, but it's also it's got yeah, him peeing on all the food. It's it's a right. it's a much more light hearted film than Manos. Manos is very deadly serious about everything. And that's kind of why it's funny, because it's mm-hmm. deadly serious and and yet it's completely ineptly made. And and it wants you to take these things, it wants you to be scared, but it's hard to be scared when it's just, you know, it's just somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This film, though, I feel like Troll, Troll 2, I feel like is, if you can get into B-movies,
4: mm-hmm.
0: is an enjoyable film to watch. Much more enjoyable than Troll 1. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, Troll 1 is trying to take itself seriously, and trying to be legitimately scary or legitimately cute or wide-eyed or whatever at the the fairy folk and et cetera, et cetera. While Troll 2 is just trying to be a kind of goofy exploitation film that is just horribly made in terms of – well, not even horribly made. It's horribly acted and yeah. written. Like, but I think other franchises have had
3: success with going that route. Like Evil Dead is one that like – Absolutely. It's not nearly as bad as like Troll and Troll 2. No. No. Um, But there are, like, especially the first one, there are things in it where you watch and you're like, oh, I can see what you're trying to do and make this a scary movie, but you kind of failed. Yeah. And now I'm laughing at you. Yeah. So they were, like, leaning into that and just made Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness hilarious because they knew what they were doing. Don't roll your eyes at at, at, at Army of Darkness. No, I love Army of Darkness. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, But... they did similar things with like Nightmare on Elm Street where like the yeah. first one was just straight up horror movie terrifying and they were like, well, people seem to like this Freddy Krueger guy. Let's make him funny and like mm. lean into that humor side a little bit. And that works when you have the right director, the mm-hmm. right writers and right all that stuff. Actor. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a failed attempt. At it requires that a of...
2: level of like a, a pretty high level of competence to
1: be yep. able to Yeah. <laughs>
3: that, and <laughs> a lot of self-awareness.
4: Yeah. Do
1: you think that may – well – on the self-awareness part, do you think that it probably wasn't a good movie? Or because there, I'm sure there are some parts where it did take itself seriously. Like, the one thing I remember, because uh, I watched the documentary before I watched Troll 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched Troll 2 shortly after the documentary. And the one thing that I remember from the doc was... They, there was like a screening of like when Troll 2 got its resurgence and like popularity um, for being like a cult movie. Um, There's a screening of it and they invited the director
4: yeah.
1: and everybody was like laughing, having a good time watching it because it was so bad because like there are some things that were just didn't make sense. Be, and that made it funny. And the director got mad because uh, people were laughing at it. And when, in his heart, he was like, "I was making a movie, and this was supposed to be a series part, or this was supposed to be a CIA like it was part. a terrifying yeah.
3: horror film." To yeah,
2: him. I, yeah. That's I, I, don't, I am dubious of your claim that it is so, that like it's not taking itself serious. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying like to say,
0: I'm not trying to say that it's trying to be deadly or trying yeah. to be a goofy comedy. Right. I'm saying that it has. Jokes. Uh-huh, it uh-huh. has characters who are doing things that are specifically supposed to be funny, and it has ah. so th- that are pretty obvious. There is some levity within, right? Yes. Like when the grandpa is it can't figure out the 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 layout of the house. Like yeah, that is yeah. an intentional <laughs> joke. Yes, okay, yes.
3: grandpa, you got the wrong room. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: still figuring out the layout. Yeah, like I think there are things like that that are supposed to be funny. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's got a bit more levity. So I'm not saying it's trying to be Evil Dead too. Right. Which requires, like, that's a whole different level uh-huh. of understanding and, and, and uh, as you said, competency. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they were trying to make a serious film. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not supposed to be Evil Dead 2. And they even said, like, so the writer, this film came from uh, her seeing all of her friends become vegetarians? And thinking it was the worst thing oh ever, and so she made this basically saying you were all just little goblins.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm serious. That's that in makes the... me angrier
2: than watching this movie did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fuck that lady. Yeah, she's... I, I hate they, this lady. But they
0: ate the people, right? Me. After right. they were pure plants, yeah. Uh... Which I think, I, I don't know, in her head, she's maybe thinking, yeah, that's your hypocrisy. Yeah, what, I, a like, what stupid
2: the? bitch. I hate this lady.
3: I
0: hate her.
2: I hate her. I hate her so much.
3: <laughs> well, a weird part of this movie uh, that we haven't talked about necessarily is the setting, uh, which I think for us is stranger than some uh, people in other parts of the country. Because this looks like kind of where we live. Because uh-huh. it's shot like seven <laughs> hours away in Utah. yeah, But... They're driving around and I'm like, this just looks like Missoula or the town itself kind of looks like Phillipsburg, which is this (laughs) like small nearby cute quaint town Mm -hmm. that like you could stroll into and walk into a store and get those same kind of looks from people about like, why are you in my town? Like that kind of like little weird. You you
2: described it too as that like having that sensation of like with all the like men in cowboy hats standing outside and like that feeling of like I do not belong here. There are places (laughs)
3: in Montana that I have been where I stop at like a truck stop or something at like 10 a.m. to go to the bathroom and I walk in and there's like a bar and there's 50 men drinking at 10 a.m. And they're just like (laughs) looking at me like. What are you doing here? I'm just like, you're
2: what are you doing here? here.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then, so I just need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh God, I gotta pee. Yeah. Why is the only bathroom in this bar? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it feels like weirdly familiar, like the location. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it felt like a weird extra little sense of like those weekend trips you take when you're in Montana. Like, yeah. Nilbog feels very close to home. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 for sure.
3: There's even a giant M on the mountain because they yeah, shot it in funny. Morgan, Utah. Yeah,
0: Even though it's called Nilbog, there's a giant M on the mountain. And it's like, well, that's just Missoula. <laughs> it's weird, right? Like that, yeah. that was all very weird. I want to talk just really quickly about the documentary. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. it not just because uh, it's Troll 2 and it talks about how bad it is. I think it's an, an, a wonderful documentary because it follows uh, George Hardy, who plays the father. It's really about him. And it's an interesting sort of character piece just about this guy who is deeply loved by his community uh, and really wanted to be on stage and wants to be a performer. Uh, and uh, Red Letter Media did this great review of it where they talked about George doesn't seem to understand that he is loved by his community, like legitimately loved as, as a pillar of the community and as, a, as he's a dentist in this community, and but seems to L- love the fact that when he goes to conventions or anything these people love him and he doesn't understand that it's an ironic love mm. Mm. like they don't love him they love that he was in this horrible thing and that he's a good sport about it mm-hmm. and so it's a really in the
2: same way that he has the genuine love of his community yeah.
0: yeah and he's sort of blinded by that he wants people to love him but he doesn't realize that they do mm-hmm. like people love him his ex-wife is on on camera, she says, like, he is the nicest, sweetest human being. Like, he is he is what everyone says about him. Like, he is absolutely lovely. Hmm. So I, the other thing the documentary showcases that I find interesting is the amount of people who were kind of not well mentally um, on this film. So Grandpa, eh, just a little odd. He's just a little odd guy. He actually has some moments of wisdom in the documentary that are kind of like, yeah, I feel you, man. But the woman who plays the mother... uh,
2: (laughs) You can't see it, but Rachel made a face of (laughs) horror. Yeah.
0: She has uh, some problems. And I don't even know what they are entirely. She's taking care of her elderly mother, and she talks about Troll 2 as being akin to Casablanca. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, she's like, I think it's one of the classics and, and like, in mm-hmm. all of the dialogue and everything is so good. and It's like, okay, you're disconnected. But then yeah. the guy who plays the shopkeeper, uh-huh. he was, right before he made this film, was released from a mental institution. Okay. Um, he is the best performance. Yeah, in the, I, yes, yeah. he is. He is. Yeah.
3: Uh, he, he's the one who's all, like, like oh, can we get some bacon? Yes. It's Like we don't have bacon. bacon. We got milk. We got milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drink it.
0: Um, he has a lifelong history of mental illness and self harm. Uh, I think, and he, it's it's hard to watch him in the documentary. Like mm. he he talks very openly and honestly about his struggles, mm. but it is also one of those things that makes me not enjoy the film as much. I don't think the yeah. filmmakers did anything. I don't think they knew what they were doing. I, I don't think right. they, they could communicate well enough to, like, they saw this guy who was a little odd and like, hey, be in the movie. Okay. Right. And, you know, he he talks about enjoying that. And he, he enjoyed getting to go to a convention and everybody's cheering for him. And that was, like, one of his best moments. But at the same time, I'm still like, okay, are we exploiting this person? Right. 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 In weird ways. but. I highly recommend. It. It's called Best Worst Movie. It is directed by the little kid, the little kid who grew up, and then he made a movie about this. And Joshua Tree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, if you get the chance to see it, I highly recommend it. Right now, it's free streaming on Amazon Prime, and totally worth your time, especially if you like documentaries. I mm-hmm. think it's, I think it's a very good documentary. Rachel, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Would you agree?
1: Yes, I would definitely. It was actually my real one of my real good recommendations. Ah. Oh, for today? Okay. Spoiler. Yeah.
0: Excellent. I think then we need to move on to how we would fix this if it were possible. Oh. Well, Matt, you're the most vocal, so why don't you start?
2: <laughs> All I do is. Uh, how would you fix well, this that's movie? That's more than we did. So that's
0: true.
3: <laughs> Uh, this is a rough one because i feel like i think that's literally what it says in my notes right here this is a rough one (laughs) (laughs) yeah because like when watching it like in the past i've there have been movies where i think troll one my note was that like they couldn't decide whether it was a kid's movie or like uh, an adult horror film and so they need to lean one way or the other and i can see a bit of that in this one with like we're talking about the jokes like it could be like it definitely feels like it's about 5 to 6 years older of a movie than it was
0: right yeah it like does. it feels
3: like it was made in like the early to mid 80s mm-hmm. and it's 90 like there were there were some really good quality movies that came out like the same year as this movie he had and a you're Batman like Batman 89 poster man yeah and so it's it's interesting to think about it, like the time frame they made this like what could they have done in that time to make this a better film and because of all of the things we've talked about with the director and the writing and all that stuff, I don't really know that there's a way to fix it besides, like, going back to square one. Mm-hmm. And then you remove everything that the movie is. Right, like, so you're you're looking at it kind of how Tobin looked at Manos. Yeah, like, you kind of – the only way to change this movie is literally to, like, replace the writer and director. But when you do that, it's no longer Troll 2. And so I don't think, like, the plot is a strong enough plot that if you had somebody else write it and direct it, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great movie. Like, I think, yeah, I, I fall on the side of this movie is the best version of this movie that can exist with the parts it has. Because much like the Jenga analogy, like, if you remove one thing from it, like, it's just not. It's natural 2 anymore. If right. you try to change anything by making it better, you are making it worse. Actually, yeah, a you are taking bit. away the charm. Unless
2: you go all the way back and make it not what it is, right? And then yeah. it's
3: not the same movie. It's yeah. just a goblin movie, right? Yeah. Nicole, do you have?
2: Uh, no, I have nothing to add to that. Like, I, my feeling is basically is very much the same. That, like, I, I mean, I, I did not enjoy this at all uh, um so i, I even don't... when she
0: just walked up and socked his, her boyfriend right in the face for no reason
2: <laughs> like, that <laughs> sounded like a real sock
0: oh. yeah
3: <laughs> man. like i, yeah, I thought for intense. sure it looked like it was a setup like every other movie where the girl slaps the guy yeah but then you just hear and
2: <laughs> she fucking punches him <laughs> yeah, like... it was intense yeah there were a number of things with her that i, I did i was like Charmed in spite of myself. I, like I, the I dancing said, in the mirror the dan- scene. The dancing in the mirror was the, the one moment in the movie that made complete sense to me. I was like, yes, if I was a like 16 year old girl in my like alone in like the room, my room in the woods, there's Wearing no internet, cool nothing shirt. else to do. Yeah, like dancing in front of the mirror and like rehearsing what I'm going to say to my dumb boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yes, legit. Uh <laughs> uh anyway, uh yeah, but as as for how to fix it, like I think I think it is it is either you make a completely different movie or it it just is like w- because it is so it is so fundamentally flawed that like you can't just like nudge it a little bit and then, right. oh, now you have a great movie like you you can't get this thing as it is into something good right uh, and so either you like it just is this sort of, you know, absurd B-movie that it is, or you go all the way back to the beginning and you, like Matt said, essentially try to create a a good goblin movie uh, by restructuring everything about it.
0: (laughs) Square one. Yes. Rachel?
2: I almost feel like
1: it kind of has similar... Uh, faults as Super as the Mario movie mm. um, like it's guts are fine but it suffers from like it should have it like if you gave it more money if you had I think it might be kind of interesting if it were in Italian um, mm. because the directors were Italian mm-hmm. and like the crew was Italian mm-hmm. Um And, like, I think that if they gave it more money, made it Italian, and, like, just went all in on the horror, uh, because it did kind of feel horror-ish. Like, the fact that you were stuck in this town and all you had to buy was
0: rotten gross milk, milk.
1: <laughs> or like you walked around and everybody was part of a cult like those things are scary yeah and like you are it it feels like enclosed like i think if they did if you remove the weird green like food <laughs> and take out that one bad troll or goblin <laughs> um, <laughs> like those those goblins are kind of scary uh-huh. and Film it at night. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> then yeah. I think
1: that it would have been.
3: They had lights. Yeah, yeah like they used I, them in the one scene. Yeah,
1: like I think that it would have been a, a spooky, like enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Like the one scene, what where I thought it like was one of the spookiest was when they were in like the house and they went down in the basement and the trolls were about to get them, but then like they disappear and like they're looking into like the the abyss of like and like you can see like the light shining in but it's also dark and it's kind of eerie kind of what you were saying earlier about like they did some interesting things with lighting and like or like shots that they did like it there the bones are are there but they just—they were just rolling with what they had, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they had was very limited funds and actors that weren't actors, right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think at the heart of it, a communication issue, Something yeah. Like, that. and so I agree with all three of you. Actually, I think that you could look at this in any different way. I don't think this is the time capsule that I would want to preserve the way I kind of want to preserve Manos. I uh-huh. guess is my thing. I think that Manos is a much more interesting footnote in. American cinema history at that point. And uh, so I would I would be more on the side of, like, let's not destroy Manos. I, I wouldn't want to go back and destroy Manos. This one, even though, yeah, its charms are in its ineptitude in weird ways, I my first note, though, was I think if you take this back and shoot it in Italy, mm-hmm. you could have something more interesting to watch.
3: Yeah, once you guys said that, like, once Rachel said that, I was... Like, oh, yeah. that's a real good idea. Yeah. Let, like, them, yeah. let them make this the way they made their other movies. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Or even like even piling on to that otherness. What if it was this American family who went to Italy? Yeah, yeah. I
0: agree. I think something like that because then, yeah, I, I think there are. I think that's one way you could go. I also think if you're going to America, hire an American director mm-hmm. might also be a good a good move because I think there are elements here that could have played into something more like a real movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially
2: because like it, it, this, that's very common in American horror movies that like you go away from civilization. Like that's like, that's a very like American horror movies are very afraid of like the wilderness and rural (laughs) places like that's And so, uh, and like and that is definitely a very culturally situated thing. And so if you had had an American director uh, who could have like explored that in that way, you might have been able to lean more into the horror stuff like like Rachel was saying too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think that I'm not in disagreement with anyone. I think this is the most puzzling film to look at in those things, in in those ways. In the how do you fix it. In the how do you, it? you yeah, fix yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think that there are a lot of them that's like, well, clearly if you just did this, you would have <laughs> something. And I don't think there is a clear way out with mm-hmm. this. I think, to me, the, mo- the one that I would want to see is the, like, shoot it in Italy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's at least on the same page language-wise. Mm-hmm. And then it would look and feel like the other exploitation films coming from Italy. And, like, I was thinking of it as we were watching it last night. i was like, would have been interesting to just see this dubbed. Cause then the inflection and the mm. um or subbed even. Like if they were speaking Italian, we're just seeing subtitles, then it's like if they say something stupid, you're like, oh, it's a bad translation.
4: Uh-huh. And that's
0: what a lot of especially the teenage girl, that's a lot of what it felt like were bad translations. Uh-huh. Her and uh-huh. the dad both would just say sentences that's true. That made that no sense. Like but the thing
3: is, they make sense if you can like if your brain can like reverse <laughs> engineer it. Yeah. Uh-huh, because uh-huh. you're like I get what you're trying to say. Uh-huh. You just said it in the
0: weirdest way a human could say it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> or especially a teenage girl. You're like,
4: what? Yeah. You wouldn't what? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So
0: I yeah, I, I think that my favorite way would be just been <laughs> take it back to Italy Yeah. shoot it there. But again, you lose the charm of yep. troll two and what it is. So now it is time to rate this MFR. And <laughs> I rate all of my films, not my films, I keep saying that. I rate all of these films uh, on a category scale like you rate Storms. Category one, eh, it's not too bad, maybe even a little bit of pleasant. C- category five, this could kill you. I am rating Troll to a category five. This is my first five. Oh. I think this is oh, wow. a incredible, unsalvageable yeah. disaster yeah. of a movie that even though I enjoy watching it, the the level of what's wrong with this film That's interesting. goes so far beyond,
2: <laughs> as evidenced by the "How do you fix a conversation?" we yeah, just had. Yeah. I,
0: I I just think that this is. Uh, this is the worst one we've watched. I think mm. this, in my opinion, I, I, I think. But Matthew
2: Gates is having stress, fl- stress flashbacks yeah. to Manos <laughs> right now. Uh, my Manos
0: experience was painful. I would rather watch Manos than this, mm, like honestly, because I don't feel as bad for everybody involved. Yeah. I get that. And I still feel bad for everybody involved in Manos. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one specifically with the actors, and maybe it's because I've seen the documentary and I know that these actors have struggled after maybe, this. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there are, there is a level of ineptitude with the acting and writing in here that should not be present <laughs> in even an exploitation film. Mm-hmm. So this is a category five. Matt, okay. please disagree with me. Uh, well, my scale is the, <laughs>
3: the one to five possessed mushroom puppets uh, based on the lovely troll one. Uh, and that is just an enjoyment scale, how much I enjoyed watching this movie. And I think if I had watched this at home, maybe two mm-hmm. PMPs. Okay. Um, but because I watched it with all you lovely people, I'm going give this a three
0: well, on the okay. enjoyment
3: scale because I did laugh along with it. I did enjoy watching it. And I maybe wouldn't watch it again, but it did make me want to watch the documentary and mm. like have this discussion with you guys. Whereas like, with other films that have previously been named. <laughs> Maybe I didn't even want to talk about them afterwards. I was just like, can we erase that from my memory, please? So, yeah, solid 3 p.m. PMPs.
0: Mm. Yeah. Nicole.
2: I have a, my scale is uh, out of five uh, sunglass emojis. It's also an enjoyment scale. And I was viscerally uncomfortable <laughs> watching this movie. So uh, it's a zero out of five Okay, uh, sunglass emojis. <laughs>
3: Rachel?
1: So, my rating system is similar to uh, my real love system. So, your podcast. Yes. uh, In real love, F is what a terrible, terrible movie. Um, And A is that was the best movie I had ever seen. Um, In this one, in real bad, F is I hated this movie and it's made me very, very angry. A being this movie was all right. mm-hmm.
2: um, <laughs> the real bad adjusted yeah. rating. It's a bell curve. The, yeah, yeah, the curve. It's always yeah. going to be curve. bad. Yeah. Um, so I say I would say
1: I would give this a C plus. Mm-hmm. And um, it was you know, it wasn't quite like all right, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, it just has normal bad movie problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. So that's a real wide range we had. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Uh, now it is time to leave the listeners with something they can watch to get rid of the bad taste cleanse in their the mouths. Palate. Cleanse the palate. Um, Rachel, you had already kind of mentioned this. What is your real good for this week?
1: Yeah, so I was going to say just watch, uh, watch the um, documentary for sure.
0: Best worst movie.
1: huh. I'd say maybe if you wanted like a fun romp. Uh adventure with kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. for some reason I was thinking about the Goonies. Uh, <laughs> All right. there's no relation in any way. Um, but for some reason it just reminded me of that.
0: Um Maybe Monster Squad? Uh, yeah. They're maybe both homophobic. Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many eighties um, movies yeah, were yeah. unfortunately yeah. when
3: you watch them back, you're like, yeah. oh no. It's
1: unavoidable. Uh Also, for fun, (laughs) fun uh, house swap movies.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Rachel's like Netflix with her very specific categories. If you
2: like house swap movies. Um, This isn't
1: necessarily a good movie, (laughs) but it has Jack Black in it. And I love Jack Black. Um, is The Holiday. Oh, yeah. So it's got oh, Kate Winslet in it. So yeah, it has so Kate Winslet in we it. We have all agreed. to if- The Holiday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if if Kate Winslet's in it, yeah, I will watch we, it. We've, we've yeah, had, had this, had this conversation in the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. If you like Housewap movies, watch Troll 2 or The Holiday. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> same thing. Um, just to add a little fun, you know, something. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
3: Plus, it is like a holiday movie, right? It's like a Christmassy movie?
1: But yeah, it's
0: a vacation movie. It
1: is called the holiday. the holiday. Well, it doesn't the say which holiday. The vac- vacation,
2: yes, it's like right. there. Yeah. But it is during the holiday. Yeah. So watch it coming up.
0: With oh, the- I forgot to mention this is our Halloween episode, basically. Ooh.
2: Happy Halloween! <laughs> is
0: that a gun?
2: No, that's lightning.
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a laser gun. <laughs>
0: uh, Nicole, what's real good?
2: Um, it's it's hard for me to play the if you like then recommendation <laughs> game here, partially because I Didn't found like. found nothing redeeming here. Uh, and well, also, no, 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 no,
0: no, that's not real good. Real good is like you. We watched this. You suffered through it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So no, that's not what I'm saying. So like, or, sorry, related. not if you like. I mean, uh, like so, like then what? Like what? Oh, what's yeah. like the the good? Sorry, I, I phrase that badly. Uh, but but like it's also just so far. I, even if it were good, it's like outside of the wheelhouse of things that I'm interested in. Like the good <laughs> version of the the good Goblin movie, uh, <laughs> is still not something I would really want to watch. However, uh, horror movie in the woods, Cabin in the Woods. Ah. I was
3: thinking about that. Cabin but in the Woods. Such, I've a, almost recommended that a couple times on this podcast. Yeah, it so good. I it's, have well, too. Cabin in the Woods
1: is fantastic. I was going to recommend that, but a I haven't seen it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're joking. You got to know- watch *Princess Bride* and *Cabin in the Woods*, in the woods. <laughs> tonight. But
1: I know it's supposed to be a good movie because Sam has seen it and he likes it. I'll yeah. let you borrow and, the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's so so good. it's
0: so good. So good. Okay. <laughs> it's
2: yeah. Cabin in the Woods is a good time. It's I, like I am not a big horror movie person, but I am a sucker for meta, like hyper meta yeah, yeah. Uh, storytelling. It's got Chris
3: Hemsworth and Bradley Whitford. Yeah,
2: the cast is fantastic. It's like it is. It's like peak Whedon. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> it really
0: is. It's it's it's. it's, it's I can't say enough good things about that yeah. movie. Cabin
2: in the Woods. Is, it was a. It's just a damn good time. So yep, yep. That's a, if you if you watched Troll Put 2 that on the DVD box. and you were upset about everything that had just happened to you and you want to not be anymore just <laughs> pop in Kevin in the woods and you'll feel better.
0: Yeah. And it is an unsequelable oh. movie.
2: Oh, wait. Also, yeah. um, Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wanna well, get yeah. that in there before Matt comes. Yeah.
1: In. That was not my recommendation.
3: <laughs> I didn't think about it.
2: If you watched the grandpa telling the story to the son <laughs> and thought or the grandson and thought something could be coming here and then like it didn't. You wanted Princess Bride. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you're like I love Grandpa's telling story movies. I wish this one was better. <laughs> Give me Princess Bride. Uh, all right, so my pick is very, very loosely related at all to <laughs> Troll Two, like mm-hmm. keeping that in mind. Uh, but go watch National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay, fair. Because yeah, that's a fun family yeah, yeah, trip yeah. vacation movie uh-huh, uh-huh. that is much more enjoyable than this movie.
2: It's telling how far away from this movie we have to get to find <laughs> good movies.
0: Oh, just wait. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, yeah. Nick, what is your real good? I don't know. Maybe this isn't as far away. I don't know. You have to tell me. Look, here's the thing. I look at this as a, <laughs> as a failed, weird sequel thing, right? Uh-huh. Like, So I'm looking at it from a sequel point of view. If you okay. want to see... Probably, I think the best made sequel that is also a horror movie, but is uh, but is also like just extraordinarily well made. You watch Aliens, mm. so you've got little creatures, you know,
2: <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: coming at you, and you've got it's it's also like really tense, but it's really funny. Uh, so yeah, check out James Cameron's Aliens. I think that's how sequels are done well. Well, thank you for sticking around for this very long episode. Uh, And uh, thank you for listening in general. Uh, Where can people find everybody? Matt? Uh, I'm everywhere on the internet, uh, at Matthew Gatos. Nicole?
2: Uh, Everywhere on the internet, at Sweeney Says, and also SnarkSquad.com. You can find
1: uh, me uh, at Real Love Pod. That is my podcast that I do with Sam Schultz, where we review movies and talk about it because we're two people in love who love talking about movies. And
0: it's real good. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree
0: with you about 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Both of you. But, uh, <laughs> but I love listening to it. Yeah. so. It's real good. You can find uh, us at Real Bad Pod uh, or at Indie Jenkins if you just want to watch my stream of consciousness Twitter. (laughs) Um, NC Corgi. NC Corgi pictures, because that's what I do. (laughs) I just take pictures of my dog. Uh, And uh, yeah, next week, I don't know what's on the plate for us next week on the show, but December 9th and 10th, some of us will be in Seattle for PodCon. Uh, Me, Rachel, and Matt. Nicole will not be going. No, (laughs) Mm. Um, but (laughs) we'll be there. The ball. (laughs) Uh, A couple of us will be leading discussions and uh, doing some um,
1: speed meeting. Speed meeting. It's like speed dating, but you get to meet people with other podcasts.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to go and enjoy myself. Good for you. <laughs> I'm doing two things, and then I'm just going to enjoy yeah. myself. going like, to be I a just, real good time. I'm really looking forward to it. It's so funny because like I, I really admire what VidCon is and, and everything, but it's not really my thing. Right. <laughs> but I have like, to go every year. And then PodCon is the first one, that I'm like, yeah, want to go to PodCon. I love podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll be there, and I uh, hope to see you there as well. And until then, this has been Real Bad.